reunited and it feels so good. That's right, party people. The fishbowl is back. I'm Bob Van Dyne, or as six people call me, Tijuana Bob. The show is back for at least a bit. And uh, on the show this evening, Jeffrey Epstein is dead, or is he? Can we really end gun violence, or is that just another dumb t-shirt, and I owe everyone an apology? But I am not in Spokangeles tonight. I am not in Florida. I'm not in Tijuana, Mexico. No, I'm in... Beautiful, scenic, quasi-historic, Tempe, Arizona, hanging out with my best friend since the eighth grade, our musical director, Patricio, the living legend. We will get to the fishbowl in, uh, in just a moment, but I mean, not only do we have Patricio here, I come with all my emotional support animals, Dr. Cooper, the tiny dog, Meg, the four-legged cat, who's a little bit overweight, and then of course, Uncle Reggie, the black three-legged cat, which I assume brings nothing but good luck. Tonight's show, I'm, I'm not sure if we're gonna have uh, re-beginner's luck or a shaky comeback, but my hunch is it'll be one or the other. It'll be, it'll be re-beginner's luck or, a, or, or a, shaky, a shaky comeback. Before we get to the, uh, the fishbowl this evening, two quick things that, coincidentally enough, both involve one of my favorite subjects, cocks. My favorite local news story we saw tonight, there's, there's always fucked up news happening in Phoenix. This is like a giant, giant, it's market number five, so there's always, always crazy news. The craziest news tonight Apparently, there's a, a body shop of some, and I'm not talking auto body. This is, this, this is like human bodies where people donate their organs and so on. But this place, I'm not sure if there was a whistleblower. I don't know the story. I don't need to know the story. But at some point, this place, where they're supposed to be harvesting body parts for the greater good of humanity and saving lives, they're in there would do a lot of horseplay. A lot of horseplay in this fucking place. They went in and they, and I swear to God, I haven't been drinking. True. But they went in this place, and I'm just a little hyper for the show. They went in and they found, they found uh, someone's head sewn on someone else's body. There was like an entire just area of just like arms and other random limbs that they were just collecting. And then my favorite part, there was a, there was a cooler, an entire cooler of just male genitalia, as they described it on the news. So, which I obviously they referred to as the cock box or the set of euphoria. So either way, I love, I love that story. I loved it. And then earlier, uh, Patrick was working. And, and while I was here by myself, and it's, it's obviously hot this time of year. It's like 105 today. Uh, and I don't know why I thought this to myself. I've never thought this to myself while swimming alone. And Pat, you're going to like this a lot. Yeah, he hasn't heard this yet. I, um, I, I decide I'm going to go swimming, get, get a little refreshment, go swimming. And then I go, you know what? I should go skinny dipping. And, and I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not walking out there naked. And then I start thinking, it's, it's like 1130 in the morning. I start, because there's fences, but I'm not, I'm not walking out there naked if I'm going skinny dipping by myself. And so I start rationalizing. No, here's what you do. You get in the pool. You take off your trunks in the pool, leave them on the steps, and then when you get back to the before you exit the pool, you re-put the trunks back on. But then I realized that idea was ridiculous, and I swam in my trunks. So the, uh, the first two stories tonight, uh, both about cocks. And with that, 
Let's get to the fishbowl, but first, guitar! Question one from the fishbowl. What up, Fishby? What up, Fishby? What have you been doing? I missed you. I missed everyone. What are the odds? All my favorite people together in one place. This is, uh, we'll do our best. Rebeginner's luck or a shaky comeback. Question one. Would you like to offer a Jeffrey Epstein conspiracy theory for the good of the group? Everyone else is. You got to admit, as a say that a movie was filmed not too far from here 30 years ago, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. This guy was on Suicide Watch three weeks ago. He's the most high-profile inmate in the entire country. It's no longer El Chapo, it's no longer a terrorist. The most high-profile inmate in the country is Jeffrey Epstein. Yet magically, when this guy dies, all the normal protocols go out of the window. He got taken off suicide watch. He wasn't supposed to be in a cell by himself. He was in a cell by himself. He was supposed to be getting checked every 30 minutes. They weren't doing that. So is Jeffrey Epstein dead? Did he really kill himself? Or is something even more straight, like, is he now on his own island? Is he, is he just gone? I want to see dead pictures of Jeffrey Epstein. Otherwise, I don't believe he's dead. I don't trust anything. I don't. That's where I'm at now. Guitar! Next question, Fish B. Does Trump have blood on his hands from the El Paso massacre? God, I think it was last time I was, I, I was down here in Tempe, the Virginia Beach shooting happened, and it was one of those shows where we just abandoned format completely, and it had me just ranting and raving for about 10, 12 minutes. For those that have followed this show through the last year and a half or whatever it's been now, my opinions on gun violence and these massacres have been pretty well expressed, but the El Paso shooting, there was something... I mean, they're all sinister. They're all horrible. But I think this one really touched a nerve. And it did so with me. And it's not just because there was another mass shooting in Dayton just less than 13 hours later. But the fact that 22 people were killed. And the person intentionally went into a Walmart with the intention of killing as many Mexicans as he could using the infestation language that comes out of the Oval Office or wherever the fuck the president is at any given time every single goddamn day. There is some new slur, some new attack, some new bullet in the metaphorical gun. I should have chosen a better metaphor. In this anti-immigrant, this anti-brown, this fear of the other, constant diatribe and dribble that is on continuous loop out of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And so damn right, the president has blood on his hands. And for those that want to make excuses for him, for those that want to apologize for him, go fuck yourself. Guitar! Yo, it's me, Fish B. What up, Fish B? What, what up? Uh, if push came to shove, would you fuck a lean cuisine? Fish B, that's not, that's, that's, 
Like, we've been off for a month. We've been off for a month. And the first question, you have not so much the audacity of hope, just the audacity to ask the first day back. It was, what if push came to shove, would I fuck a lean cuisine? Yes. Guitar! Next question, Fishby. I hope it's better than the last. What's your reaction to the newly popular t-shirt slogan, we can end gun violence? Have you seen this? Uh, uh, presidential candidates are wearing this shirt. Uh, I've seen it's all over the, the, the social media. We can end gun violence. Um, no. Like, believe me, we've thought about this. We've been through this issue. There are more guns than there are Americans. The toothpaste is out of the tube. What, what exactly is going on in society that is making you think even at all we are inching ever so slightly in a direction of some newfound safety? It's, it's like there's more nuts People are more isolated, and while they're more isolated, they also find themselves in these information silos where they self-indoctrinate each other and get lost on 8chan and 4chan and fuckchan. It's, this is, we can end gun, you might as well say, we're gonna, next 4th of July, we're gonna build an apple pie in the sky that covers all the state of Montana. Like, 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 in theory, perhaps. In theory, perhaps. But in practicality, no, we can't end gun violence. And even if you passed a new assault, weapon, a new assault weapons ban, uh, for, for, forgive me for twisting my tongue there, we haven't had one for 20 years now. There are millions and millions and millions of military-style assault weapons, and what exactly do you think is gonna happen to those? That there is gonna be no grand buyback. Sure, some people will take advantage of the $1,000, but the people that are really dangerous with that kind of weaponry don't give a fuck about $1,000. They're saving that. And again, do you think, you think you're gonna go to someone's house and start taking their firearms? Don't make me remind you of Clive and Bundy. There was almost an armed revolt in this country that came down between the feds and these right-wing militia groups over cow grazing rights on federal lands in Nevada. Almost started an armed fucking rebellion over grazing cattle. What do you think is gonna happen when someone says, you know those guns you love? We're gonna need those back. You can keep your subscription to fucking fuck magazine with Eric Prince on the cover. However, we're, it's not gonna work. And even now, the fact that the Democrats are, are flirting, openly talking about an idea of bringing back a, a ban on assault-style weapons, you know what's happening to those companies that are making assault-style weapons? Bottom line is looking real fucking good right now. Because every time this happens, there's more guns on the street. It is, I want to end gun violence too. This is, believe me, I have wrapped my head around this conundrum and the only answer I come up with, and it started out as a joke. It started out as me just being 
not knowing what to say, but get on your hands and knees and pray to baby Jesus that bulletproof clothing becomes affordable and fashionable and light wearing because that's good luck. Good luck. The toothpaste is out of the tube. The cat's out of the bag. Insert whatever other cliche you want to. It's one thing to say we could, we're going to end gun violence. It's like saying we're going to end racism. Good luck. Good luck. It's going to exist, and there's not a damn thing we can do about it, and I'm sorry I don't have better news for the good of the group. Guitar! <laughs> Next question, Fish B. As global media ombudsman, oh yes, one of my many titles, global media ombudsman, kindred spirit to the orca, Tijuana Bob, uh, there, there's some other names, but mostly those exist in small gay pockets across the country. Um, as global media ombudsman, what's the best documentary you've seen lately? Oh, this, this, this isn't close. Uh, well, we were off this last month, HBO did three weeks in a row where they did three uh, two-nighter two documentaries. Like, like the first part was on Monday and the second part was on Tuesday. The first one, I Love You, Now Die. And this was a case you probably heard of if you haven't seen the documentary. But a few years ago, this was big national news. This is Michelle Carter in Massachusetts who basically her boyfriend killed himself after being continually prompted and egged on by her to kill himself. And she was charged with manslaughter. But it is a fascinating court case. The first night is the prosecution, and the second night is the defense. So it's almost, uh, it's almost a, a formatted like, like a convenient law and order episode. Plus, in Massachusetts, they have laws that cameras have to be in the courtroom. So this entire thing is shot on film so professionally. Like, it looks beautiful. It, it, it sounds great. Like, and it is, it is such a, not only just a captivating uh, a human interest story and something that everyone kind of relate to, the, 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 the tragedy of it. But then when you get into the legal weeds of it, it is, it is, it is wildly uh, fascinating. Because at the time this happened, Massachusetts was only one of like a dozen states where there actually wasn't a law on the books that says it's illegal to encourage someone to kill themselves. Other states had it. Massachusetts didn't. So technically, did she, you can't break a law if there's no law on the books to break. So she was charged with manslaughter and because there's, there's, there's a phrase in the uh, Massachusetts, uh, in, in the Commonwealth, uh, their statute, that says uh, if, if, if uh, causing another death by, by wanton, W-A-N-T-O-N, wanton or reckless endangerment. And so that she, was, she was charged under that. And then I, I watched the first night and felt one way about whether or not she should do any jail time and completely different I felt watching, watching the second night. Again, this court case has already happened, but if you want to go and watch it, I'm not going to tell you how it, how it, how it ends. You can, you, can, you can Wikipedia it right now. Clearly, you have access to the internet, but that, that's the best documentary I've seen. That was really, really, really well done. I love you, now die. Guitar! Ooh. Uncle Pat, this, uh, uh, this question is for you. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, it says, question for Uncle Pat. How much extra sex have you had in your life because of your living legend guitar status? Be honest, Pat. None. Pat? Pat? I'm going to, let me, uh, let me, I'll tell you what. Let me ask, let me, let me ask the question again. Question for Uncle Pat. How much extra sex would you estimate, I've added that, you've had in your life because of your living legend guitar status? Maybe an extra 10% max. Extra 10%. You want to, you want to, you want to drop what, you want to drop what you, what? I was in a death metal band. Yeah, no, death metal, death metal chick. I I know there's fewer chicks, but they're freakier by nature. I have no, I have, I have no factual data, but I just, I mean, I've you know, I've been around a music scene or two. All right, but ten percent, he's got a big number. So like, if you take ten percent of like, you know, like the dozen women that I've been with over the course of my life, that's only one extra girl. It's only one extra girl. Your number is, uh, is bigger than mine. That's just, uh, we'll leave it at that. Next question, Fish B. Did you keep it Brockmire this weekend? Um, did, it, did I keep it Brockmire? I, I went into full-fledged, borderline, dangerous space. Uh, one of the symptoms, a lot of people that, ha- are, that are friends with people that are, that are bipolar will sometimes describe their mood as seeming as if they have a death wish. And I, I didn't quite have a death wish, but we, the day I got here on Saturday what, what was a tough emotional day for me because, because I came down here. Uh, my son Isaiah, uh, his first day of school in Florida was today our executive producer, Isaiah the Tiny Playa. So, so, so I had to get him back. And after having him all summer, just the... Uh, and, and again, I am unfortunately in many ways an emotional child. I, 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 am, I, am, I am too... Uh, I once had a therapist tell me, but before I had all these diagnoses I have now, and she said with, with real pain, she's like, I've only met a few people like this like in this practice, and she been doing but she's like, I really believe some people were just born too sensitive for this world. So, 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 and, and she was talking about me. And so, so th- th- this is the kind of emotional person you're dealing with here. And, 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 and so, and so he, and, and so Isaiah had to get on a plane and, and he didn't want to go and he was very upset and, and it, it was, it was, it was, it, God, it was, it was, it was, it was, it sucks. It, it sucks all the way around, but we do the best we can with the agreement. But then we come over here, uh, uh, Patrick gets me from the airport, Patricio, and, uh, down a lot of tequila, a lot, a lot of shots of tequila and, uh. That felt good. That felt good. I'm a big fan of tequila, of, of tequila booziness. It's like liquid cocaine. Is it? Of, of, of all the things you can drink, I think tequila kind of gives you the most energy. Champagne's a good one, too, if you get the good stuff. But tequila's really good if you do a bunch of shots real quick. And then, and then we went out to uh, uh, my favorite place here because it's a majority-minority crowd. The music's good. There's lots of dancing. Uh, there's even a taco bar, but we went to the sand bar in beautiful, scenic, not-so-historic Chandler, Arizona, 
and, and we're out there and uh, go crazy for, for, for a few hours. In fact, if, if, I was, uh, if I was on the Jersey Shore cast, uh, you might have described what I was doing as spiraling at this point. And so, and then there's a few of us, we're coming back from, 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 from the sandbar in Chandler, this giant nightclub. And, and, and we're, we're in our Uber, we're being responsible. But on, once you get off the freeway here in Tempe, on, on the way to Patricio's house, you drive by a, a world famous exotic cabaret, I believe his name is Christie's. And, uh, and, and so the three of us, one of who was female, we point out to the driver, just drop us off here. Just, just drop us off here. And, and, and then from there, uh, and because I have people that love me, uh, from here on out, my decision-making got worse. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to leave it at that. So that's the answer to the question. But this is what happens when you have emotional trauma, you have mental illness, and you have... Uh, Kind of a kind kind of a kind of a death wish. Guitar! Oh, Come on, where are you? Let's try it again. And kind of a death wish. Guitar! <laughs> Next question, Fish B. What's your oh no sorry, here we go. Uh, when should Beto get out of the presidential race? When should Beto Get out of the president. He should. He should. He should get out now. I know he gets offended when he's asked this question. He's not going to be the next president of the United States. He had a great moment last week when he turned to the media and asked them, "Media, what the fuck?" And said, "Media, what the fuck? Why do you keep asking me questions you already know the answer to?" And I believe the question was, "Do you think Donald Trump is a white supremacist?" And it was a great, great viral moment for Beto. And the El Paso shootings, whether you've ever been to El Paso, know anyone from El Paso, or just like at the drive-in, this, uh, this one stung. And, and Beto, is not, he's not in Iowa, he's not in South Carolina, he hasn't left El Paso since, since the massacre at the Walmart. Jesus Christ. Can you, if you have to get massacred, can you imagine getting massacred? Like, your last breath is at a Walmart? Not no, not good. I'm not trying to be too dark there. I'm just, seriously. Um, but he should, he, he should get out now. He should be with the people of his community in El Paso. And the reality is, if he runs against John Cornyn, the other senator from the state of Texas... He has a really good shot of beating him. He almost beat Ted Cruz, and Ted Cruz inexplicably is a lot more popular than the other senator, and the other senator's up in 2022. So he should really, because even if the Democrats do get a Democrat elected in, in, in 2020, if someone can defeat Trump, and I'm not sure anyone can, nothing is gonna happen if Moscow Mitch, Mitch McConnell, if he's still running the Senate. Nothing is going to happen except via executive order, and it's, we need as many qualified Senate candidates as possible. And yes, Beto, I'm talking to you, and so is Patricio's guitar! Oh, I also have another prediction that I'd like to share on, on the Republican side. 
Uh, Anthony Scaramucci came out today. Oh, big news. The, the, the mooch said that uh, the Republicans should ponder replacing Trump at the top of the ticket. Good luck with that, mooch. All that got is apparently he wanted to have a Twitter war today and, and mission complete. But you know how President Trump, no matter what, no matter what, you can't make, make that dude care at all publicly about any Russian election meddling. Do you, he won't even acknowledge it. He doesn't go near. He, he takes the word of Putin over our own finest intelligence minds. There's Russians indicted in the Mueller report. Like, this is pretty well documented. This is pretty much fact at this point in everyone's mind except President Trump. President Trump can't be that stupid. I think there's a game he's playing here. And it's a weird, it, it's something that shouldn't be happening in the United States of America. But because I don't trust the Congress at all, watch. If Trump barely loses, and it, I think it's going to be close in 2020. When he barely loses, suddenly it's going to be all about Russia. It's going to be all about this shit, and I don't trust the Senate to delay the swearing in of the new president until this investigation goes on. And Just wait. Just wait if he loses, because Donald Trump never loses at anything, and I'm not sure exactly how it's going to play out. Well, in his mind, I'm saying. I mean, in reality, he loses, he loses, he loses a lot. He's a, he loses big time. He sure does. He sure does. But uh, I, uh, I, see it, I see it going that way. There's, this, there's a weird, long play kind of grasp for power here. You ignore it now, and then if the election doesn't go your way, then the election is illegitimate because the Russians. And Patricio's guitar! Yo, it's me, Fish B, again. Can we start a revolution that ends in Tongaleo becoming the new national anthem of Mexico? Uh, no, no, Fishby. I'm, I am confident no matter what we do, the greatest song ever about a Mexican donkey named Tongaleo, I can't imagine that ever becoming the national anthem. But if, if we work really hard, if we work really hard, maybe, just maybe, we could make it the official fight song of the city of Tijuana. And that would be great. Would everyone like to hear it? It's been a while. For, first night back, first night back, everyone wants to hear Tongaleo. Patricio, you feel to contribute wherever you can. But, but me, me and my people over here, we're going to take a moment and enjoy Tongaleo, which, of course, goes like this. If you've never heard it before, if tonight is your first night hanging out in the fishbowl, oh, my God, has the Lord smiled upon you. Because this is Tongaleo, the song about a very special, dare I say magical, Mexican donkey. And it goes a little something like this. Tongaleo, come little donkey, come. Tongaleo, come little donkey, come. My donkey walks, my donkey talks, my donkey eats with the knife and fork. Are you getting another cocktail? Did you, did, have you, have you walked away, set down the guitar, and have determined that this is an appropriate point in the show for you to go grab, to, to refresh your maker's mark? Yes. Christ, I'm not, I'm not even drinking. Man. All right. But let's, let's. Don't let me stop you. 
Uh, no, I, no, I, obviously not. Obviously not. No, but, but because what, what I imagined was, and I, and I didn't need much out of my musical director, but like, Tonga Leo, come little donkey, come. Tonga Leo, come donkey, donkey. No, it's, 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 no. Your cocktail was more important. Tomorrow I'm definitely swimming in your pool naked. I promise you that. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna ejaculate on everything I can in this house before I go. Um, that was uncalled for, I'm sorry, but our sense of humor is bad. Uh, next question, Fishby. We got, we're running longer than I went. We're running longer, so we gotta, we gotta go. Uh, just for fun, this question starts, just for fun. That like, this entire show is fun, except for the morbid jokes. Just for fun, can you start ticking off musical outfits that are wildly overrated. I can, yeah. I, 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 uh, uh, here's, here's some. Uh, uh, Collective Soul, Candlebox, Beck, Macklemore, Soundgarden Black Hole Sun is one of the most popular songs ever. It's horrible! That's a horrible song, Soundgarden Black Hole Sun. Linkin Park, I know everyone wants to like say, say nice things about Linkin Park since Chester died. They're still terrible, sorry Chester. Uh, 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 any any kind of chick hop is is unacceptable. Like Flo Rida, Rick Ross, Ludacris, make it stop, make them go. Florida Georgia Line, worst band ever, kills me. Modest Yahoo, no, stop it. Uh, and th th those are all kind of kind kind of easy targets there. Like like any Christian band. Let's let's throw out a couple that'll be a little more controversial of bands that are quote or musical outfits that are wildly overrated. Not everyone's gonna like these. Foo Fighters. Uh, Patricio says the Foo Fighters. I, I, I disagree, but whatever. Um, I'm gonna say, and this is hard for me, because I, because I loved their first four records, grew up on the shit, but Metallica, just stop. Just stop Metallica. Just, just, yeah, no, Metallica. I don't care about their new albums anymore. I don't care. No, Metallica. No, stop. You know who else? You know who else? And this is tough being from the Pacific Northwest. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, Pearl Jam. But, yeah, whatever. And, uh... And while I'm at it, Amy Winehouse was great, but not that great. Guitar, Patricio! Yes, yes, it is, it is Halloween, thank you. Um, not to be confused with the metal outfit by the name of Halloween. Next question. Yo, it's Fish B again. Three questions tonight, Fish B? Three questions, and one of them was about fucking a lean cuisine. Three questions. Uh, Fish B, don't you owe everyone a giant apology? Yes, I do. I owe everyone a giant apology. It was even in the tease tonight, but this show has gone on a little longer than I kind of anticipated getting back the first night. So I will, I will begin with that tomorrow. And I'm actually being dead serious. And the thing I owe the apology for is not the time I've taken off. And it's not any bad decisions I've made in my personal life or anything like that. But there's, but there's honest, honestly, there's something that, that, that is really kind of eating at me. And now in hindsight of this show, 
I regret that I didn't get to it, but I, but I hope you'll do me the favor and come back tomorrow and we can put our cards on the table, if that makes sense. Guitar! And uh, the last question, that was, that, was, that was spirited. That was spirited. That was a spirited effort. Uh, well, we all do. Um, wait till you see what I do to your house. Um, last question, as always, comes from Isaiah, the tiny player, who writes, what's your favorite memory of the summer? It's, that's tough. That's tough, executive producer. We had, we, had, we had a lot of good times, like we always do. Uh, one, of the, one of the funniest things, I think something that'll always just kind of be burned into my brain is one of those memories you die with. But uh, uh, one night, it, it, it was late, uh, and down, down the, the street from where I stay in Spokangelis, there's, there's this nice park, and my son really likes playing Pokemon Go. And, and you might remember from her from hanging out on the show a couple times, or me reference, uh, a female friend of mine known as the Disney Princess. So, so it's myself, the Disney Princess, and, and Isaiah the Tiny Player, and we're walking down to the park at like 11 o'clock at night with flashlights to go play Pokemon Go at the darkest big park and have, have some fun. And, and as we're going down there, this car, this car honks at us. For no, I don't know why. It, was, it wasn't a friendly like beep beep, but it, but it wasn't like a, but we're on the sidewalk and for no reason they honk at us. And I'm like, fuck you. At the exact same time, Breezy's like, what the fuck? The Disney princess, sorry. And, and, and in, in the same unison that me and the Disney princess are saying these things, I look at Isaiah the tiny player and Isaiah has not one, but two middle fingers in the air directed at this car. I'm like, that's my boy. That's my guy right there. That's, uh, that's him. And that was, uh, that, that was pretty funny. I heard him, heard him swear the first couple times this summer. So, but uh, the middle fingers was the best. And uh, ordinarily, we end the show with the, with the hottest finale in the history of podcasts, maybe the history of showbiz, a little something called Paletopola de Fuego, which of course translates to the paddle ball of fire. But in my uh, frantic attempt at packing for these few days in Tempe, Arizona, uh, I didn't bring the paddle ball of fire. And between you and I, I, I can't give any more than I've already given. I cannot give any more. So tonight for the finale, uh, tomorrow, and, and believe me, there is so much stuff I, that, that, that I wanted to get to tonight that, that didn't even get anywhere near the fishbowl. Uh, tomorrow, we, we, we'll get to that, and obviously we'll have a, 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 another show under our belt. We'll feel better about that. So tonight, our musical director, since you completely fucked up Tongaleo, uh, if you play us out, I'll ponder not ejaculating all of your most sensitive things. Proceed. For Patricio, the living legend. For Dr. Cooper, the tiny dog. For Meg, the overweight four-legged cat. And of course, Uncle Reggie, the three-legged black cat of moderate proportion. Thanks for listening to Bob's Fishball. You can subscribe if you marijuana. Truth be told, I'm not in charge of you. More guitar! Yeah.